Test, test, test. Hello, 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 hello. This is a little weird. I'm talking into my phone and also using it as a flashlight because I'm walking through the forest at night, the park that I'm always at. It's pretty fucking dark in here. And uh, I said before, I remember way back, one of my early episodes, I walked through this one park in Vancouver at night and just how fucking scary it is. Like you just get that primal fear, then you just can't deny it. And now I'm going to go do that again. Actually, I did this the other day. I came through this park and, uh, you know, it was dark, but it's a straight path. I know how to get through. And then a fucking owl started hooting <laughs> right next to me. And then it just puts that, that scare into you and it won't go away. Plus today I'm taking a different route. So maybe I'll get lost in the woods in real time. Man, it really is amazing though. I mean, even this phone, this thing was this piece of shit burner phone. I got it 7-Eleven. Screen's got a crack in it. It's fucking garbage, but it's still amazing. Like I'm talking into it right now. It's my flashlight. I used it to take a picture for my little Instagram earlier. Or three pictures, because it just dies out at dusk. It was real pretty, so I took some pictures. And after I'm done rambling to myself, I got some podcasts downloaded through Spotify that I'm going to listen to. Like, it's just insane, all the stuff that phones do for people. And they do even more for other people if I had, like, a data plan. Anyway, I put out part one of... uh, the Working on a Romance Script podcast, and after this will be part two. But in the middle, I'm just going to do a little intermission, because I just want to, you know, at this point, this uh, show, it's weird, like, as it's kind of shaken out, it's like, I, I don't really talk about the specifics of how to write very much, or what I think is, like, good, like, I don't know, the right style of writing, or I don't know. The actual, literal writing, I don't really talk about. Because I feel like everyone's style is going to be different. It's also subjective. you got to find out for yourself. And the best way to find out is just to work consistently. So this show is really way more about productivity. And specifically how to stick with things. How to not give up. Because I'm not actually that productive on any given day. I just keep at it every single day. For years now. So part of that, of working every day and staying consistent and being productive and getting things done, is chronicling my life and how my life is going, because that has such a big effect on work. And mostly, you know, I've fucking sorted out this nice little life where I can just travel around and go to Airbnbs, and that's how I feel comfortable and that's how I get work done. Here we go, going into the path, into the woods. And yeah, as I've been chronicling here, I mean obviously everyone is having a fucked up time with COVID. Everyone is having a weird life with everything being shut down. So I just wanted to do a quick little update about that because man, it's just been bad lately. It's been fucking me up. So being back in my hometown in general, I was like, ooh, this is a little weird, but You know, it's the middle of winter, it's freezing cold. There's not that many places to go, very limited options for little coffee shops and stuff, but I was making that happen. 
Then COVID happened and everything closed and it became extra tough to work because my brain rebels at working at home. But if I went out into the world, there was nowhere to go and it was freezing cold. Oh, something's moving. See, this is a perfect example. What is that in the woods? I don't know. There's no bears in here. It can't be that big. But now I'm filled with terror and I got to turn around and go back because what the fuck was that? This plan is not going to work. Just as well, what the fuck am I doing in the woods at night? It's fucking stupid. But yeah, COVID happened. And I was trying to find ways around that, how to work around that. And then my brother flipped out on me, my crazy brother. And I had to leave my parents' house, which was stressing me out anyway, because they had rats. And it's just, man, ugh, rats, horrible. So I went to this spare room in my parents' office. They have a different building where their law office is, and upstairs they rent rooms. So I was in that room, and that was creepy because it was some fucking lady who had drug problems and stuff and had to clean up all her needles and things. But also she was a dumpster diver. And there are bed bugs in that neighborhood. My cousin actually used to live down the street from there, and he had bed bugs. So this fucking, this fucking lady must have brought in things that had bed bugs because I started seeing just a little bed bug here and there. I had to look up what it was. That's what it was, but they were really lethargic and they seemed mostly dead. And I basically started battling them. It's like, this doesn't seem that bad, but I'm not taking any chances. I pulled up the carpet. I got rid of all the furniture in there. I bought uh, traps. I bought a bunch of bed bug, like Raid, blasted down the whole room, every little nook and cranny. It's doing everything to battle these things. And it seemed like it was going okay. I'd see a little bed bug here and there sometimes. I mean, it just, it weighs on your mind though. It feels bad. It was still cold, so I would just put on like long underwear and a thermal shirt and gloves and socks. So only like my face was exposed and I just felt a little more comfortable sleeping. Like the occasional little bed bug maybe would have a hard time biting me. I don't know, but you're asleep. That's the point. Who knows what's going on? But I was sort of trying to deal with that stressful and weird then the weather started getting better so i was like oh this isn't so bad the coffee shops are still closed and stuff but i can go outside and just sit around and write it's kind of nice but that didn't last suddenly it got super crazy hot and then just mosquito filled just mosquitoes everywhere like you just can't fucking stop anywhere or do anything outside because there's mosquitoes it's just like oh and then then I went home one night when it was like really humid and it just rained. I don't know if that's what did it. I don't I have no idea how bed bugs work. But just suddenly it was like, whoa, whatever I thought was going well, like I thought I was doing okay with these bed bugs and maybe I was fighting them back and winning. No chance. I just, they just seemed to be everywhere. Everywhere I turned, there'd be a new one. And they were like, oh, it's just like, ah, oh, fuck, like I can't anymore. I cannot be in this room. So I had to go back to the house with the crazy brother. And on the plus side, now that the weather's better, presumably there's no more rats. They were just hanging out for the winter, you know? In the summer, they go somewhere else for easier pickings. But it's just like, man, like it's nice that this province in Canada that I'm in is still, it's literally one of the best 
areas in the world right now for COVID numbers. We have like 123 cases. It's very small. Things are slowly opening up again. But it's just like, yeah, it's nice that I'm in this place when COVID happened. Like, no matter what, I guess. It's like everyone's got a worse story than me. Everyone else is under a worse situation with the COVID. And I'm trying so hard to be thankful and just be like, ah, you know, I really don't like my hometown. But hey, it's like it turned out okay. It's nice that I'm here avoiding the COVID. But there's just too much other stuff. Like, I just feel like I'm in a straitjacket of like, oh, man, this one house has rats and my schizophrenic brother. And if I leave that house, then there's this other house that has bed bugs. And if I try to go outside, it's cripplingly hot and mosquitoes are just like crazy everywhere, biting the shit out of you. I, there's nowhere to go. I'm like going crazy. <laughs> I fucking hate it. I would be out of here normally. At any other time I would be out of here. I'd be traveling somewhere. I'd be like, oh, away from all this. But I can't, because if I go anywhere else, I'm trapped in this town. Like, everywhere in this town I feel trapped. But if I was to go anywhere else, I'm trapped in the world now. There's nowhere. It's worse everywhere else. It's just like, God fucking damn it. Oh, and like, it's just... None of these specific stresses are the worst, but you add them all together, and I'm just like, God, this really is fucking weighing on me, man. This sucks. I don't like any of this. But anyway, so it's like, yeah, just trying to find what can you do, <laughs> you know? There has to be some exit, there has to be some ground, some something, you know? So in this case, it's like, all right, go back to the house with my brother and try to avoid him and not make him go crazy. Just sleep through the day as much as I can. And yeah, like today, I waited till like eight at night when it was starting to cool down. I went for a walk. And now it's 10.30, so just, yeah, for the last two and a half hours, I've just been walking, and now it's getting dark, but it's like, it's not too hot, it's a little breezy, so the mosquitoes aren't too bad. I'm getting a little exercise, just from walking, and it's just like, oh, like, this is, this is, maybe that's what this podcast is, this episode is just an ode to getting out of your house and going for a walk, because it's like, oh, thank God, like, it's the only way to feel like I'm escaping the physical and mental prison <laughs> of this situation. It's just to go for a long walk. And it's like, oh, thank God, I feel better. And even that, I mean, I'm getting older. I got this one knee that I got a little brace on and it's starting to hurt a little bit, but it's like, fuck it, man. <laughs> I, don't know. Uh, oh, I don't know what the point of this podcast is. Just this fucking shit is fucking... Ugh. But I don't necessarily want to just capture how crappy it is. I want to capture that it's like, ah, uh, you know, no matter how fucked up shit is, no matter how few options there seem to be, eventually the sun goes down and you can go for a walk. And it'll make you feel better. <laughs> anyway, here's the thing I recorded with the fucking bed bug super attack and leaving that house and stuff but right before that right before i got home and discovered all the bed bugs i tried to record a bit for for the next episode of this podcast about the fucking dumbass romance story and yeah it's like under an awning it was raining i was like oh this is a nice little moment let's capture this nice little moment so i have these moments where i feel like i'm somewhere else those are my favorite because at the top of the hill in this town and i can see 
down the river and these little like hills in the distance and it reminded me a lot of being in Coquitlam by Mundy Park in Vancouver. And that little awning I was under reminded me a lot with the humidity and the heat of being in Tokyo, specifically this place me and my friend Brad went to where we went to see a waterfall and we got to the bus stop just as it started raining and just sat in there while it rained. I'm like, oh, this is nice. So I was going to talk about that nice little moment and then the mosquitoes started biting me and I flipped out. <laughs> I just got so angry because that's when I guess like all of this stuff hit me. It's just like, fuck, <laughs> you know, like when, what is the fucking, how, how do I escape this situation? <laughs> this is so fucked. This is so stupid. This whole shit sucks so much. But again, how, so then, but it's like, it's almost more angering that I can't even legitimately really feel that sorry for myself because again, everyone else has got it worse. Like they might not have schizophrenia and rats and bed bugs, but they got that COVID shit. They got it worse than this. I just, I really am trapped. There is nowhere to go. I gotta wait until, <laughs> until this shit passes and it might be a while. So anyway, I'm trying my best. I'm trying my best. I'm still writing every day. My stupid Instagram account is surprisingly helpful. It's just like, I gotta do some writing. Take a little picture, do some writing, just to keep the chain going, just to keep this fucking thing going. Even if no one really cares but me, it's enough just to get me a little motivated. All right, that's enough fucking rambling. Trying to walk through the woods did not work. Here's a little clip from yesterday of the mosquitoes making me lose my mind. Thank you for listening to my ramblings. See you next episode with uh, part two of how to develop a romance story. Adios. Test, test. Oh, <laughs> I didn't expect this to sound so echoey. So I'm under a little awning. It looks it looks like a bus stop kind of place, but it's not. It's a nothingness thing. I don't know. It's just some benches under a little roof. It's a little late at night. It's like almost 10 o'clock at night, and it's raining. You can probably hear the gentle pitcher patcher. Such weird weather in this part of the world where. You know, it was so super freezing cold that I couldn't do anything outside. And then coronavirus shut down all the coffee shops, so I was getting a little fucked. But then as things got warmer, I'm like, oh, this is cool. Maybe uh, now I can just start taking my laptop out into the world and I can do just work out here, like say, sitting on a bench or whatever. And that got a little tricky because it was so insanely hot all of a sudden, but it's like, oh, I'll just find places with shade, shaded places. It was going okay, but that lasted like a week. And then mosquito season hit. I forgot how many mosquitoes there are in Atlantic Canada. I haven't been here in the summer in a while, so I forgot. But I remember when I first moved to Vancouver, I was like, man, this is so unfair. Like they don't really have winters like we do. I mean, definitely not like we do. They also don't have mosquitoes, so we get all the fucked up winter and the mosquitoes. Like, what the fuck? But yeah, the mosquitoes are already, it's just intolerable. Like, you just cannot just go outside and sit around and just get fucking eaten alive. 
Things are starting to open up again. Ah, oh, fuck, one just bit me right now, you fucking dick. Things are starting to open up around here because our corona cases are so low. But still, just like going to the store to buy something, none of this sitting around at a coffee shop shit. Oh, fuck off. Oh my god. Case in fucking point, dude. I can't even sit here. These mosquitoes are already fucking biting me. Goddamn dicks. See, it's just, ah. Uh, so what do I do now? Do I just go walk in the rain? Ugh. I hate this place. I'm just gonna fucking say it. I fucking hate it again. Fuck you. I hate this fucking town. Fuck you. Fucking hate it. It's fucking freezing, and then it's too hot, and then it's filled with fucking mosquitoes. I wanna get the fuck out of here. I'm trying to be like thankful that I'm in a place that's not filled with coronavirus, but even that, even that, the fact that there's a fucking germ apocalypse happening, and this is one of the places literally in the world with the f like very few cases. We're one of the best places, and this place still fucking sucks. Ugh. All right, fucking I'm bailing out on this segment. I'll try again later. My fucking cool camo sitting under the awning. Fucking rain. I'm gonna talk about my fucking book. Immediately, I'm just filled with cascades of anger because <laughs> there's fucking mosquitoes everywhere. Fuck this goddamn place. All right, I'll be back. Yo, here's a little postscript. <laughs> where this is a, a thing that I've noticed a lot in my life that I've brought up before in this podcast but uh, like just that working on stuff is worthwhile just for the sake of doing it even if you don't quite know why you're doing it or what the goal is supposed to be when you look back later it's like oh yeah that was cool this came of it or that came of it or even just like oh my friends got to hang out more you know just whatever so a good example of that is I think I just mentioned it last episode but uh before this podcast, there was a predecessor podcast called Ham Radio. Sort of similar, I just rambled about my life and played songs. But it always had a very small audience. And then uh, at some point I lost the RSS feed and I never got it back together. So it lost even more audience because then people had to go to my website to find it. And then the website broke, so then it was just a folder with files in it. And at that point, the last few that I did were pretty much literally just for me because just nobody surely was hanging on anymore at that point but it's just like a little diary or whatever here's what I was thinking of at the time here's what music I was listening to I did like a final one while I was in Japan and just said okay that's done project complete I did a little over 200 episodes and it's hard to say why like what was the point who did I do it for what was that all about but I just went back to uh, it was because I I was thinking about the Deftones, and I'm like, I should listen to some Deftones. And uh, I did a couple episodes of the podcast about the Deftones, about this very thing of diving into the Latter-day Deftones and picking out my favorite songs. So I was like, you know what, let's just go listen to my own podcast. Fuck it. I already did the work of picking out the songs. So let's go listen to that. 
And I learned two things. First off, out of curiosity, I just went back to the very first episode and gave that a quick listen. And that's from way back, like 2006, I think. So it's 2020 now. It's at least 14 years ago. And I was surprised to hear my accent. You know, I have a bit of an accent, a little Canadianness that comes out once in a while. But it used to be way worse, and I didn't know that. I didn't realize. Oh, that's nice. Nice breeze blowing. Oh, that gets rid of the mosquitoes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that feels good. I just literally saw some mosquitoes get blown away. Fuck you guys. But yeah, that's interesting. It's like, oh man, I used to have way stronger an accent. That shitty fucking accent from Atlantic Canada that I fucking hate, that drives me nuts. Because it just reminds me of being in my hometown hillbillyville. I sounded a lot more like that. So that's interesting, that just doing a little obscure music podcast for a decade, it, I guess, helped me hear myself, you know? Like, learn how to modulate my voice and just how to level out a bit of my accent. So that's cool. <laughs> that was valuable. I mean, I guess it just made me a better orator in general, you know? It just made me comfortable with talking. Like, this podcast, the, the How to Write a Novel podcast, I had the idea for this the day before I recorded the first episode. And like that side of it was no issue. I didn't have to consider like, how do I make a podcast? How do I edit it? How do I upload it? What happens with this? I didn't have to worry about not being confident about talking, you know, like all that stuff was okay. I just needed the topic. I just needed the point of the podcast and everything else I was well familiar with. So it was super useful just for that. Just like another thing that's been coming up in this podcast, just do the work. Just do the work. It doesn't matter why you're doing it or what the goal is or where it's gonna end up because things happen through the process of working. You learn stuff through working, you grow through working. <laughs> so that was interesting, it's kinda neat. But the other thing that was interesting is so these Deftones episodes, I mean, I'll be honest, they're a little boring. I do tend to go on, you know? I'm sure it's fucking, sometimes there's episodes of this podcast that are just a, a disaster also, but at least this podcast has at least a theoretical point. It has a reason to exist. It has some fucking message it's trying to get out there. I'm at least talking about trying to write a book. The Ham Radio podcast was just a fucking ship at sea. There was never a point to anything. It was just a lot of rambling. So there were some points where I was just drifting off and just like, well, not paying attention. <laughs> like, I wish you'd shut up, buddy. Just play the next song, for God's sake. What are you fucking rambling about? Actually, a lot of it was like that. <laughs> but, uh, but then I got to this part where I only did those Deftones episodes. I mean, I think they overlapped with this podcast, so it was only a couple of years ago. I feel like I'm self-conscious now. I can hear my accent and everything. <laughs> Seems way more evident. Maybe it is getting stronger just from being stuck here for so long. But uh, at the time I was recording this fucking Deftones podcast, I was sick. Like sore throat, like hurts to swallow, you know, pretty bad sickness. And I was talking about that and, uh, and I brought up this idea of like cognitively reframing stuff of like, Instead of uh, letting yourself be all down for a week because you feel sick. Thinking of it like 
being thankful that you didn't get what you want. That's the key phrase. And uh, because it makes you stronger, you know? It's like it's a more valuable experience. It's tougher, but you get more out of it. And I was thinking just how true that really is. Like being stranded in Russia or having all my bank cards get shut off in Japan, even losing my passport in Japan. All this stuff led to experiences that were tougher in the moment but it's just like experience is invaluable, you know? You can think about a situation all you want. You can like envision how it might go or how you might handle it. But that's not even remotely as valuable as having gone through it and having handled it. Like if I have any of those situations again, they're not gonna seem all that bad because I've done it already, I've been through it. I made it through and it wasn't even that tough, you know? This, the fear of the unknown was worse than the bad experience itself. And that can be applied to, to everything, you know, to the writing this shit. Like, was it better that my nonfiction book about video games didn't succeed? Was it better that I didn't get what I wanted? Because if I had got what I wanted, I would have written another book about video games. I already started writing it. I had this whole potential path in my mind, but because that book didn't catch fire, because I didn't get what I wanted, instead I moved on to this way better project, you know, that I'm working on a, an actual novel, something with way more potential and just way bigger and way more valuable, potentially. But then if this fails, who knows? Who knows what's gonna happen? But it's just, it's like not valuable to be down because you didn't get what you wanted. Because not getting what you wanted leads to these other paths, leads to a stronger outcome, leads to a stronger person. So I'm trying to apply that same idea to this. Yeah, I didn't get what I wanted. I wanted to get the fuck out of my hometown. I wanted to go back to Japan. I wanted to not be trapped <laughs> in the COVID world. But again, I'm not unique. Everybody's in this situation. Everybody's here. We didn't get what we wanted, but what's the benefit? What are we getting out of this? And I might not be able to say right now, it might be hard to, to tell when I'm in the midst of it. But after this is all over, when I come out the other side, maybe this whole experience will be a lot more valuable than getting what I wanted. Just going back to Japan, maybe that was just, that'd be the easy one, the easy route. So anyway, I'm gonna play a little clip from my ham radio podcast. I'm just gonna, I guess it'll probably just kind of say the same thing I just said, but that's what I'm gonna do. So that's how we're gonna end this episode. All right, here's a, an Inception style clip of me from two years ago from a different podcast talking about the same fucking thing. But I found it very helpful and useful. Hopefully someone out there will find it that way too. Oh man, I've uh, just been having this recurring ailment where my fucking throat hurts. Just my throat will be sore for a couple of days and then it goes away. And then it comes back and then it goes away and it never develops into any other kind of sickness. Just my throat. And I don't know why. 
And I guess it's easy to get frustrated about being sick because it's so invisible and there's nothing you can do and it just happens. It just happens and you got to just accept it. But one thing I have kind of found is uh, instead of just wallowing in what is really an extremely small issue, but it can be helpful sometimes to like one of my favorite little things I've learned in the last few years I guess I first kind of picked up from Elliot Hulse, the YouTube kind of motivational exercise guy, is the idea of being glad that you didn't get what you wanted. Whatever you thought that you wanted, it's better that you didn't get it. Because really, where would you be right now? Would it really be so great? And all of the lessons that you learned through that experience, you wouldn't have learned. So what kind of person would you be? Would you be better? You might not be a lot worse, but you'd probably be a bit worse. And, you know, it's a sliding scale of, like, that kind of thing is hard to justify after a point. If really bad things happen, it's like, that might not work as a mental reframing device. It might be a little too heavy of a, of a weight to carry. But it does seem to work in general, and, uh, And it's great for little things, you know? It's so easy to blow things out of proportion and to let yourself get all in a twist about little things that don't really matter. But uh, I noticed when I was sick that last time, like, I finally just, I got like fed up with myself. Like, I'm just tired of being annoyed about this. It's not helping, it's not useful in any way. So I started to think of it that way. I'm like, what if I just pretend or tell myself or whatever that I'm glad I didn't get what I wanted. What I wanted was to not be sick, but I didn't get it, so now I am sick. And then you look at the positive sides to being sick, of like it forces you to slow down. I spend most of my days outdoors, but now it's like, okay, less time of that, less of that. Now it's time to stay inside for a while. Let's get some inside work done. Let's do some computery shit. And it helps you kind of narrow in your focus, like, Instead of the world seeming like a big, bright, open place, big, bright, open field to dance around in, when you're sick, it doesn't feel like that. It feels much more narrow, and your life experience is much more closed in. You end up being a lot more preoccupied with just your state, the state of yourself. But that can be good. That can be a good change of perspective. That can be a good difference. And it doesn't matter if any of this stuff's true or not, because you're sick. Nothing you do is going to help. Nothing will change it except waiting it out. So if you can change your perspective, if you can convince yourself to think of it differently like that, it really makes things seem better, you know? It's almost like life on hard mode. Like, good, good, I'm glad I'm sick. I'm glad that I'm living life in hard mode right now because this is going to cause me to be more mindful of what I'm doing for a little while. I'll have no choice. My mind cannot drift because it's constantly going to come back to this sickness. So let's work with that. Let's get what I can out of that. Let's see if there's some value to be gained from this type of perspective. And even that, the idea of thinking of it as life on hard mode, like that's almost like a joke, you know? Having a sore throat is not life on hard mode actual hard mode is way harder you know when actual bad things happen that's truly miserable but to even think of this as like hard mode there's almost like a certain 
like weird little sense of esteem that I feel of like, yeah, fuck it. I'm on hard mode right now. I fucking have a sore throat. I feel bad, low energy, but I'm still doing it. I'm still moving forward. I'm still trudging along. I'm still doing my life. I'm making it happen. And it's just so much better a way to look at things and to think of things. It's like such a relief of instead of just feeling miserable about being sick, it's like, oh, actually, I don't feel that bad. Actually, this is no big deal. I can handle this. And I'm proud that I can handle it. Even though it's just a little thing and it's not that hard to handle. But no matter how little it is, it's not little enough to be insignificant. It's more than big enough to throw things out of whack and to make me just feel fucking annoyed and miserable for a week. But you can do that little reframing and think about it different. You just you don't have to throw these days away. They don't have to be just, well, fuck all this because I'm sick, you know? They can feel better than that. All right, one more little segment. Back to the present now. Uh, I just wanted to say, like, fucking... I like that idea a lot of, you know, be thankful that things didn't turn out the way that you want. You'll be stronger in the end, etc., etc. It's just, it's really hard. <laughs> you know, it's not a given. It's nice to have that thought in your head just so you'll go down that avenue, because it's not going to happen by accident, but just to get your mind thinking that way. But man, so, uh... See, I had to escape back to my parents' house because of the bed bug situation in the spare room at their office. But I was still going down to their office just to sit in their downstairs kitchen at night when everyone's gone. Just hang out there and, you know, treat it like its own little cafe. Just make some coffee, sit there at the table, do some stuff. But I saw a bed bug, man. I saw it. <laughs> like, because, I mean, they're so small. It's this old-ass house. I guess it just crawled down through from the ceiling. And it's just like, uh, it just, it's so, as soon as you see one, like, it just changes everything. Because it's like, I'm lucky I saw that one. Were there other ones I didn't see? Like, I can't just sit here anymore. I can't do it. Can't just sit here at night. Because now I know that a bed bug can still come and just, I don't know, climb into my, who knows, could get in my fucking, my book bag's all old, it's got like some holes at the bottom, it could climb in there, it could just cling on to my clothes and I don't notice, I don't know. So that's gone too, just another place I can't go, and uh, man, just this morning, I just saw this little white speck on my pants, and it's like, I don't know, it's probably just a little, who knows what it is, but it could be a bed bug egg, that is what they look like, and it's just like, fuck, man. Fuck, it's just so stressful. I just feel so much stress. There's nowhere to go. There's just less and less places to go. It's just fucking the worst. So again, it's like, all right, all this stuff is, is cut off. Can't go here, can't go there, can't do this, can't do that. Can't do anything, can't do anything. Just got this one little room in my parents' house that now I'm afraid of that too. I'm afraid of what if I brought a bed bug in there. Everything is just stress everywhere. Not like enormous stress, but just low-level stress all the time. So it's like, all right, what is the thing, though? There's got to be some, some 
route this is going to lead me to, some other direction, like what could it possibly be? And the only answer I got, but maybe this is it, maybe this is what I'm going to get out of this, maybe this is the route, the route I was meaning, somehow meant to go down, is exercise, is like, so it's all mosquito-y. If I go outside, I can't stop anywhere. All I can do is walk and come back. There's nowhere to stop. Can't go to a coffee shop, can't stop on a bench. Just gotta, just can walk, that's all. And I got all my stupid weird imbalances in my body where I've got flat feet and uh, a curved spine and all this shit. So anyway, I got a knee brace on my one knee that hurts a lot. That does help. And I just figured out today, like if I wear my book bag on my front and then I hold a stick over my shoulders, you know, kind of like I'm on the cross, you know, I just hold the stick behind my neck and drape my arms over it. And it makes it so, because normally when I walk around a lot, it makes my shoulder hurt because of this curve in my spine. And, and this is like counterbalances all of that. Like it does hurt. It does add up. It does feel like pain. I'm carrying this weight, this weight of the book bag and the weight of my arms behind me, but it's distributed weight. You know, it's just the weight of, of exercise. It's not just uh, pinching, stabbing pain in one particular part of my body. And yeah, after trudging along, it took, you know, like an hour of walking, but it finally, it's like, yeah, it's, it's like, okay, I do feel it. I feel the weight. I feel the burn. I feel the hurt. I feel the exercise. But it's, like I said, nice and distributed. It feels like good pain, good exercise pain, not just pain pain. And it's like finally that stress feeling goes away. The one thing that makes me not dwell on all my dumb little stresses and all my little worries about all this fucking bug-filled life is exercise. And it's like a little tough for me to do because I'm such an imbalanced fucking nerd piece of garbage. <laughs> but if I set it up just right... And then I came to this place where I left a big log here before, and it's still here, down by this shore. I mentioned this on the next episode, too. I've already recorded a bit of it about the romance story again, but about how much I like doing squats by just finding a big piece of driftwood that washed up on shore somewhere and just pick it up and do squats out in the world. It just feels good. And I'm walking around anyway. But even that's hard to do because the mosquitoes are so intense now. They're so brutal. Even just to stop and do 10 squats, it's, it's not a given anymore. It's tough because the mosquitoes will just eat me alive. That's how fucked up it is around here. But today it's windy. You can probably hear it a little in the recording. It's a nice breeze. It's keeping the mosquitoes away. This log I set up here last week is still here. Just stopped and did my squats. Now I'm going to get back to my little book bag march. And yeah, this is, this is it. This is the one thing. <laughs> it's like every avenue is closed. Can't go to this place, can't go to that place, can't leave this town, whole world shut down. Everything is a, just a little pressure ball. But exercise makes me feel better. So maybe that's where this is gonna lead me. Maybe this is the upside to not getting what I wanted, to everything being this weird situation, is I just have because I've liked exercise for years now. I like it. It's just hard to do because it's easy for me to fuck up and hurt myself because my, my body's all off balance and weird. But there's just literally nothing else I can do. There's nothing else I can do. 
I gotta figure this out. I gotta learn how to do this. I gotta, well, and uh, I was gonna go to the, the doctor about, uh, I finally got a doctor's note to go see somebody about my spine right before COVID happened. So I've still got my doctor's note, but I never get to do that. But I gotta, you know, I'll, I'll just try to sort things out on my own. I'll really try to figure out what I can do to rehab myself so that I can exercise without getting injured. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's the answer. Maybe that's where this is all leading me to is this thing that I've been meaning to do and wanting to do anyway. Now I have to. I have to. There's nothing else to do. There is no other option. So, yeah, there we go. Thanks for listening to the Bummer cast. The fucking what the fuck is going on cast, like I said before. I know your life is also fucked up right now because literally everyone's is. And, uh, hey, I mean, I'm out on a fucking lakeshore. It's a beautiful view in front of me. Just did some squats while holding a big log, <laughs> you know, and do some exercise. I mean, again, my situation wouldn't even really be that bad. It's just, it's the, I guess, at the end of the day, it's the bed bugs that are just really fucking me up. And everything else is just compounding. But all right, huh, it's enough. That's enough. What a downer this podcast is, Paul. Haha, <laughs> what's up? Boy DNA in the house. What you know about the north side of River City? Fredericton, New Brunswick. What you know about Hammertown? What you know about Devon? Nassis. Yeah, yeah. St. Mary's. Fucking Maryville. Wearing sneakers that's too small for their feet Cause they parents smoke crack and live life in the street Gotta cheat just to make it alive Alleyways full of crime Over here only the strong survive Either get tough or get stuck with hypodermics Don't show an old dog new tricks He might just learn it Somebody gets shot, chances are they quite deserve it The residents are anything but perfect yep. Every day I see the same old broken down car Out in front of the local North Star sports bar All the Doom Street kids got F's on report cards It's hard to live in poverty and grow up scarred Hoping you might win the lottery or even get a job At the nearby market but you're treated like a slob Only choice that we got is to steal, take, and rob We know our side is bitch, we don't give a fuck at all Cause there is always hope even after the subtle There's always a bright light at the end of the tunnel Yeah, this is the North Side This is how we roll deep when we vibe without question There is always hope even after the subtle There's always a bright light at the end of the tunnel Yeah, this is the North Side This is how we roll deep when we ride you can get your ass kicked Just for looking like a rich ass kid with plastic Shit is drastic Gotta leave your wallet at home And walk the streets with a pelican Pretending it's chrome Hammertown, son, smack up your dome White kids, black kids, native kids We got our back up our homes We get a welfare check This shit gets drank Till we drunk enough to hold up the fucking job bank Believe in no pranks Receive it, no thanks Northside honeys can't be trusted They fucking skanks and they know it They walk around and show it like they got it Cougars looking like they fucking leopards Cause they spotted the liquor store's about the only business we got Besides murder, selling pop, blowing smoke in your face This whole fucking side of the river is a disgrace Webster ain't got words to describe this place Because there is always hope, even after the subtle There's always a bright light at the end of the tunnel Yeah, this is the north side This is how we roll deep when we ride without question 
There's always hope, even after the subtle. There's always a bright light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, this is the north side. This is how we roll deep when we ride. Yeah. Gunshots and kids carry metal lunchboxes At the broken bridge with a 40 of that hot shit Straight R&R shots, bitch, kicking topics Chicken in a box from the native supermarket Faggots wanna start shit, stay in your apartment And sell hillbilly heroin like Oxycontin Hand me down garments, plenty federal charges Squad car trips to the police station I told you pigs a hundred times that I don't eat bacon Get the fuck up off my back, yo, these cuffs are chafing That's a normal everyday struggle on the north side Stealing cars, commonly known as borrowing Rides. Every couple be like Barney and Clyde Not to mention nine and every ten people Smoke on to get high The grimiest motherfuckers that you ever did see I'm proud to be a Northsider Ain't no fucking with weed Cause there is always hope even if it is subtle There's always a bright light at the end of the tunnel Yeah, this is the north side. This is how we roll deep when we ride Without question There is always hope even if it is subtle There's always a bright light at the end of the tunnel Yeah, this is the north side. This is how we roll deep